Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios, perhaps for the very last time. Um, it's looking very likely that um, the new Drunk Gossip Studios will be ready to house us as of Monday. Um, and of course tomorrow you have True Crime Saturday and Sunday is probably going to be blind items <laughs> because... Uh, This is my first week back after vacation. Um, I've had a lot of work at my day job. Um, I've had a lot of writing. And frankly, (laughs) I'm a little tired. Um, Unless I can get Will to host. But that doesn't seem very likely. Um, (laughs) Um... so, yeah, here we are. Um, we're at the end of a very long week. Um, big stories broke. The college bribery scandal has been the story of the week. Um, there's really nothing new to add to that, so we're not probably not going to talk about it today. Um, But the other story that's really, and it, this has been going on for several weeks, is Leaving Neverland. That documentary has really shaken up the Michael Jackson estate. And here's the thing, like, to a certain, so to a certain degree, I get it. I really do. Um, You know, you want to protect your loved one, you want to fight back and... Really, the old adage is don't say anything bad about the dead. But there's also this whole thought process now of, you know, the truth has to come out. And these boys, and I'm not just talking... You know, I'm not just talking about um, Wade Robson and and the other one. I'm talking every single boy who was molested by Michael Jackson deserves a chance to be heard and believed. Now, there's two parts to this story. Um, And I I really thought about breaking it up, but I'm not going to do that. Um, Instead, we're just going to, we're going to talk about both of them in this one segment. The first part of this is, um, according to NT Lawyer on Crazy Days and Nights, Macaulay Culkin is considering coming forward and revealing that Michael Jackson actually had molested him. Now, this would be quite a shocker because for all these years... Mac was the one saying, no, he never did anything inappropriate. Nothing ever happened. Um, But the rumor is that initially it was a grudging respect and partly, um, I don't even know how to say this because it makes me feel icky to say attraction. Um, But uh, allegedly Michael Jackson liked Macaulay Culkin's ruby red lips, which I totally understand because 
Macaulay Culkin still does it for me, okay, guy? <laughs> like, I, you know, I know we're talking about pedophilia and I shouldn't be laughing, but adult Macaulay Culkin could get it. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I would, mm, yes, please. Um, but we're, we're not talking about me and we're not talking, well, we're talking about one adult and one child here. Um, so allegedly, Michael, when Macaulay was like eight or nine, would rub on his lips and talk about kissing him. And again, Macaulay Culkin has denied all of this. He's always maintained that nothing inappropriate happened, nothing bad happened between the two of them. Well, now, um, with so many people disbelieving Wade Robson and and all the other victims, Macaulay is thinking and mulling over um, sharing his side of the story according to NT Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights. And I just want to say, he, you, can, you can say whatever you want about NT Lawyer, but he has been bright on almost every single story um, where people have bashed him and said, no, it's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in this one. Um, the thing that was stopping him before was um, Paris Jackson, Michael's daughter, is Macaulay's goddaughter. And, you know, Macaulay doesn't want to upset his goddaughter. And, he, you know, he wants to be a good godfather. And... So he... Now, though... And it, it's really... a stop. Excuse me. It's really astonishing to me that... And the anti lawyer had the item up, I don't know, what, maybe two days ago. And everyone was like, no, no, no. But now it's actually coming out. Um, in, in, the, in the item, it says, you know, Paris is basically like, yeah, Macaulay, do it. Like, talk, tell your truth. And um, now Paris Jackson is being quoted everywhere as saying I'm not here to defend my father I'm not here you know and it's really such a a change from the defiant you know my father would never do this to I'm not here to defend him and, and trust me, like, because someone's going to come at me, well, she said, you know, her second cousin, guess what? Mm-mm. No. Not buying it at all. And here's why I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it because if someone accused my father of a crime, I don't care who is defending him. My voice will be the loudest. I will be out there saying, fuck you, fuck you for saying this. No, mm-mm, no, no. This is not true. Get this, don't get this twisted. So for her to just step back and say, hmm, second cousin can do it. No, that doesn't sit right with me. And it's not like I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Family Values or Mr. Family or anything like that. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that people would argue quite the opposite. <laughs> I have a podcast called Drunk Gossip. <laughs> um, but I, there, are, there are still some things I do believe. And, and that's just one of them. Like, if... Now, if my father was guilty, by all means, I would, like, mm, motherfucker needs to burn. <laughs> and you guys can tell I hung out with Dave because I am sounding just like him. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So we're going to talk about one day at a time, cancellation and all that, um, a little bit later in the show. But, um, I, I bring up one day at a time because they had, I don't know if it was the first, um, but certainly one of the best, if not the best written, non, uh, non-binary gender characters on TV. Um, it was, um, they, uh, the, the preferred pronoun for this character was they, they and them. Uh, they were Elena's significant other. And, you know, and the story was just so beautiful. And just so... Oh, it, it, we're going to talk about one day at a time. Um, probably the next segment now, because... Oh, my God. Anyways. And it was... It was honestly my first introduction to non-binary. Of course, I'd heard of it and whatever... Um, but as far as I know, everyone in, that I, I've come in contact with has, um, told me what their preferred pronouns were, and it's been he, him, she, her. Um, you know, and I have some trans friends, um, one, and, and this is just a... This is just a plug for one of my really, really dearest, dear friends. Uh, Mark Renaud has a podcast called um, Trans... Uh, hold on, I'm pulling up the official title because I want you guys all to listen to it. It's Trans Podcast. When you're done listening to me, please, please, please go listen um, Mark is just a, a, a wonderful human being, so talented and so wonderful, um, and I just can't say that enough. Um, and now that I'm done playing other podcasts, <laughs> we're going to talk about Sam Smith. Listen here, folks. If this is not called drunk gossip because you you come to me expecting me to actually make sense or do things on time, I'm gonna tell you all what I told Bill yesterday when he was giving me some feedback on a story. Drunkenness is my brand. <laughs> okay. 
this is why I can't get a major outlet to pick me up because I'm so out there. Anyway, in a new interview, <coughs> would not be an episode without me coughing. In a new interview um, for something called an Instagram live show. I don't know what the hell that is. Don't think I want to know, to be honest. Um, Sam Smith came out as gender non-conforming slash non-binary. And um, here's what he has to say. And yes, he still prefers the, the he and him pronouns for now. He says, non-binary genderqueer is what you do not is that you do not identify in a gender. You are a mixture of things. You are your own special creation. That's how I take it. I am not male or female. I think I float somewhere in between. And it's all on the spectrum. And, you know, I... I really have to applaud him. Um, he came out in the face of adversity... Uh, and some, and I wrote about this on Generation Gossip. Um, people were jamming to um, Stay With Me. They thought it was a wonderful song. Until they figured out that he was talking about another man. And then it, all the comments went to shit. And then there was a bunch of homophobic bullshit on there. And so he faced that at the very beginning of his career in America. And now he's coming out and saying that he is gender non-conforming at a time when he knows that it's going to cause him a lot of problems and he's going to step into a controversy. And it's it's not okay. It's really not okay that, you know, he has to worry about his career being consumed by controversy because of who he is. But I can definitely see that happening. Um, And, you know, again, I just want to applaud... I want to applaud Mark Renaud for being true to who he is. Sam Smith for being true to who he is. I love you both so much. And I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So. Alright. I have to tell you guys. First of all, I love Rita Moreno. I think she's fabulous. She can do no wrong. I am so excited to see her in West Side Story. Um, and I, I loved her on One Day at a Time. If you haven't heard yet, I'm here to share the sad news that it was cancelled. Now, this is old news, and you're probably rolling your eyes saying, Ed, why are you telling us old news? Are you that drunk? The answer is yes, and... um, The Save One Day at a Time campaign is kicking up its heels. And I, you know, obviously I didn't come here just to talk about the show being canceled because old news. But I did come here to talk about how the campaign was trending number one 
on Twitter for a show that allegedly not enough people watched. That's quite the accomplishment. Quite the accomplishment. Um, and I keep saying it because, you know, there was back before people actually paid attention to um, uh, Twitter trending, All My Children, One Life to Live, um, would regularly trend high on the algorithm. But not only that, the day of their final episodes, they were the number one trender the entire time. And that tells me that, you know, maybe Nielsen is telling the networks, hey, only a few people are watching it, but if, if that's number one, I'm telling you right now, there's a bigger audience out there, and Nielsen is not getting everybody. Um... So, save the Save One Day at a Time campaign is in full swing. And normally this would seem like a futile effort. But given that last season, um, Lucifer and, I don't know why I'm blanking, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine were both saved as mid-season replacement, I don't think it's so futile this time. Um, and there's talk in the trade, trade papers, uh, Deadline, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, um, they're all basically saying the same thing here. And that's, um, one day at a time didn't fit in to the Netflix scheme of things because first of all, the shows that do really well on Netflix tend to be serialized. Multi-camera sitcoms generally are not. Um, although, I would love to see a reboot of Soap on Netflix. Maybe get Billy Crystal back, um, either for a recurring role or um, one of the stars. Please and thank you. Um, sorry, I had a debt plug. I know we lost um, Catherine Hellman, but... I still think a soap reboot would work so perfectly on Netflix. Um, anyways, back to one day at a time. They're saying um, that um, that the show has three things going for it. Um, the first is it serves two really underrepresented communities, Latinx and the LGBT. The second thing that they, that it has going for it is the viewership went up with every single season. And that is amazing in and of itself. And the reason why this is amazing, and I'm not trying to explain or drunk explain or whatever we're going to call it here. Um, but the reason why this is really so amazing is because normally what will happen is the reverse. Viewership goes down every season. Um, there are some um, there are some shows that book that trend. 
Namely, um, the most recent example I can think of is Mom. Um, the first season started out okay. The second season, ratings went up. Um, a lot of that was contributed to it being moved after the Big Bang Theory. Um, another example would be like the Fresh Off the Boat and the Goldbergs. Um, and so there's there's that. Um, and the third thing is networks really, really want this. Um, allegedly, ABC has already expressed an interest. Um, CBS, the original, the home to the original one day at a time, has expressed an interest. Hulu is interested. Um, I'm just wondering what's going to happen to the first three seasons. Will they move, um, if, it, if Hulu gets it, will, it, will they move with Netflix or, um, will they stay put? I'm going to keep on top of this story and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. And there's been a little variation on our usual, um, template today. The big story is right now, um, instead of the closing segment. And that's because um, the next segment actually directly deals with this. So, there you go. Um, it, it, well, it also deals with um, what some people are spouting as misogyny. Um, so... James Gunn has been rehired as director for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, for anyone who who covers entertainment or the movie business at all, this is not a big surprise. And if it is, I don't think you've been paying attention. Um, for those of you that don't remember, last July, um, James Gunn apparently made some anti-Trump tweet, or said something that was anti-Trump, which is his right, but journalists got all bent out, conservative journalists got all bent out of shape, and dug into the past and found old tweets where James Gunn had joked about pedophilia and other uh, horrible, horrible things. Um... And he had already apologized. He already, you know... He had already apologized and made amends and moved forward. But this was also right after Roseanne got fired for posting racist and anti-Semitic tweets. And so they were like, will Disney um, hold James gun accountable like they did Roseanne or will they fire him and do the right thing so they fired him and almost immediately the entire cast and crew of Guardians of the Galaxy banded together and let Disney know like hey we're not playing games here we want James Gunn back um and the Kevin Feig who runs Marvel 
Um, and Bob Iger, who is CEO of Disney, all came together, um, came together with James Gunn and they walked away. And it's said that they walked away with no deal in place, um, other than they were going to use his script. Well, what we found out today is that's not true. In fact, they had secretly made a deal where James would reach, um, would actually helm Guardians of the Galaxy after he's done working with Warner Brothers and the Suicide Squad. Now, here, here's the thing. James Gunn is probably going to go down in history as the only director allowed to work for these two powerhouse brands concurrently. And I don't know if it's because of who he is and, you know, his very distinctive voice. Um, or, you know, and there's a chance that he won't be asked back for the Suicide Squad too, if, if a sequel is indeed greenlit for that. Um, but with, with the way things seem to be going... There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of juice to this, um, a lot of moving parts. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be, um, will film after the Suicide Squad. And it's, like, the script is already done, so I think at this point all they have to really do is some principal photography and um, get started. Uh, there's no opening date for um, for Guardians yet. Suicide Squad is opening sometime in 2021. I'm too lazy to go look it up, to be honest. <laughs> because I literally... Okay, here's what happened. I have to tell you guys before I go. So I had recorded... I had started recording the next segment, and then realized I was giving away everything from this segment. <laughs> and I, so I, I recorded for five minutes, and then realized, Durr, I fucked up, and had to delete the whole thing. It just fuck killed my heart. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go, and I will be right back. And I am Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Alright, so, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the college bribery scandal. Um, nothing major happened other than Felicity Huffman, um, deleting her social media because of it. Uh, but that honestly is a given, and, you know, she, she probably needed to. You know, there are some days... If I didn't have um, drunk gossip and my writing, there are some days when I really think I would like to take a break from Facebook. 
Um, I I don't because I can't because I ju- I genuinely do need it for um for promoting my stuff. But there are, there are just some days when I would like to just say fuck social media. I need a break. But that's not what we're talking about here. We'll talk about that another day. What we're talking about tonight is James Gunn getting his job back. And Lori Loughlin losing all of her work, including, as I broke last night, Fuller House dropping her. And... So there has been a huge backlash. And that, I shouldn't say huge, because most people, um, when it was announced that James Gunn was back to directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3, most people were actually very ecstatic, led by the cast. Um, But there are some commenters who are like, oh, you know, this guy can say these vile things, and he gets to direct a billion-dollar movie... But Lori Lachlan just tries to help her kids and she loses everything. So here, first of all, this is a very false equivalency. It's a straw man argument. And here's why. What James Gunn said was atrocious. It was horrible. It was horrific. But it was not illegal. So while the moral police can chide him and say that his apology is not enough, we have to take into context that what he did was not illegal. Maybe he should have thought about it more, maybe try to be less of a provocateur. Um, I, I agree with all of that, I really do. But he did nothing wrong, technically. Legally, I should say, not technically. Lori Lachlan allegedly broke the law. She paid a bribe. She used a chari- uh, an alleged charity to get her daughters into a prestigious school. Not because they wanted to go there or they, you know... It was going to help them, but because it made her look like a better mom. Now, I love Lori Lachlan, and I am hoping that after all is said and done, after all the dust is settled, that she can rise from this scandal and reclaim her throne as the Queen of Hallmark. That being said, what she did was illegal and, you know, and Hallmark had every right, just like technically Empire has every right to fire Jesse Smollett. Um, They're taking a wait and see approach because they're they're concerned about the money and Jesse suing them. Hallmark doesn't necessarily have to worry about that. 
we don't know what kind of contract she had with them. And we don't know, and this is the other big thing I think that needs to be said. We don't know, um, like the Garage Sale Mystery Productions, we don't know if they'd even commissioned any more of those. Maybe they had, maybe they hadn't. The point here is, she broke the law. And while she hasn't been found guilty yet, the evidence is very damning. And someone's going to say, well, it's really damning for Jesse too. No, it's not. Not as damning as it is for Lori Lachman. What we have is circumstantial evidence at best that he perpetrated a hoax and got himself beat up. With Lori Lachlan, first of all, this was an FBI case. And secondly, the Hallmark brand would be hugely damaged by this. It's not like she was doing a bunch of Lifetime movies. And that sounded really, really shitty of me, but it's true. Lifetime will take scandal-ridden actresses. And who knows, maybe Lori Loughlin will graduate from Hallmark to Lifetime um, when she makes her comeback. But to, to try to put James Gunn and Lori Loughlin in the same comparison is just futile. Because... They're two different stories altogether. If they had done Jussie Smollett and Lori Lachlan, it would have worked a lot better. And what works a lot better for me is going. Um, it is Friday night, so I am, of course, going to be crawling into bed, curling up with a great book, um, which, thanks to Will, I'm reading The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. So keep an eye out. Um, if you haven't read it, go read it. Um, tomorrow is True Crime Saturday. The episode is locked and loaded. will be published at some point tomorrow. Um, and then, like I said, Sunday will be a day of blind. And until I talk to you again from the new Drunk Gossip headquarters, I'm raising my martini glass and saying cheers. <laughs>